Welcome to the Red River Podcast, where we recognize our strength relies on our bond. We are challenged to live a life on mission. So what does that look like as a wife, a mom, in my career, or just a typical everyday? We unpack the highs and lows as we share practical tips, uncover areas most of us work on, and thoughts on where to start. So grab a friend, and I'll introduce you to some of mine as we engage in coffee chats about how to live a missional lifestyle as an everyday woman. I'm your host, Candace Reyes, and you're listening to the Red Rover Podcast. Hey, friend, welcome to the Red River Podcast. I'm your host, Candace Reyes, and I'm so glad you chose to join us today. If this is the first time for you to tune in, welcome. But if you've been around for a while, welcome back. Before we start today's episode, which, by the way, is so good, I want to celebrate a milestone in the Red River Podcast. We're having our first birthday, y'all. I can't believe it. We celebrate our very first birthday, April 7th. And because our birthday is on April 7th, we chose to give seven books away to celebrate this milestone for the Red River Podcast. Our first book that we're going to be giving away is Jenny Allen's new book, Find Your People. Friend, this book has changed my perspective on friendship. I have loved this book. It has taught me how to be intentional with my friendships, learning how to cultivate those authentic, deep relationships, which for me has been such a challenge. It's so easy to to podcast and to write books and to do all these things, but a lot of that keeps me isolated, keeps me secluded, and it's so hard for me to to bust out of my comfort zone and be intentional with my friends. If you're like me, maybe this book is right up your alley. Maybe you need just some tips or something to kind of trigger those, those right steps to invest in friendships. We were never meant to be alone. God intended us to have relationships. And so if if you are finding yourself having that difficult, you know, thought process of, I just feel alone right now, friend, first off, you are not alone. The enemy would love for you to think that way, but you're not. Second, This book is going to inspire you to make some strategic plans in your own life so that you can start cultivating these friendships for yourself. And that's one of the reasons why I'm choosing to give a free copy of this book because I absolutely love it. And so for you to win one copy of this book, you need to become a Hooks to Crook email subscriber. That's right. You need to go on to hookstocrook.com. That's H-O-O-K-S number two, C-R-O-O-K dot com and join our email list. Once you do that, you'll be given information on how to register to win. And if you want a double opportunity to win, follow us on Instagram. Follow Hooks to Crook on Instagram and you will get a double opportunity to win. So friends, I hope you will join us. I hope you'll become an email subscriber and I hope you win this book because this book is phenomenal. It's one of my favorite books by far. All right, change the subject. So summer's coming and I want to know, do you have plans already scheduled for the summer? More than likely, you probably do. 
I know for our family, we have already started booking trips and making plans. And one of the plans that I would love to have on your calendar is the Red River Women's Conference. That's right. On June 10th and 11th, we are hosting the Red Rover Women's Conference face-to-face in Brookshire, Texas. We have phenomenal guest speakers coming, Courtney Richard and Mary R. Schneider, plus musical guest Alicia Dorsett leading our praise and worship. Friend, you're not going to want to miss this. We are talking about how to learn to love where you are. A lot of times, especially I know since 2020 has come around, we don't really enjoy where we're at. But you know what? God has us in those seasons, those trials for a reason. And what these ladies are going to do is help us unpack that and learn how to embrace it and learn to love where we are so we don't miss out on the blessing that God has in store for us for today. It's going to be so much fun. So don't miss out. You want to make sure that you grab your ticket, reserve your ticket today at hookstercrook.com backslash mhmerch, or you can check us out on eventbrite.com. All these links will be in our show notes below so that you can make sure you register today. All right. You don't want to miss out. Friend, our episode, our guest today is in honor of Down Syndrome Awareness Day. On March 21st, the world celebrated Down Syndrome Day, which is a celebration in to advocate for people with Down syndrome. The date is 321 to represent the genetic copy of Down syndrome, three copies of 21 chromosomes. Friend, our guest today is from the National Down Syndrome Adoption Network. Stephanie Thompson has been with the National Down Syndrome Adoption Network, which is N-D-S-A-N, for about 11 years now. She provides grief counseling, Down syndrome education, and Down syndrome parenting counseling to new and expected parents whose child received a diagnosis of Down syndrome. She also walks with adoptive families from the time they hear yes in their hearts to adopt a child with Down syndrome and join the NDSAN registry and begin finding a match with a child. Stephanie has been married to her best friend and her husband, TJ, for over 30 years. They have two sons, Chris, who has Down syndrome, and Cody, who proudly serves his country in the military. In her free time, she likes to run and cycle and travel with TJ. Friend, you're not going to want to miss this episode. It has so many good nuggets, and Stephanie shares with you just learning a little bit more about this organization. So you're going to want to make sure you grab your paper and pen with your favorite cup. And let's dive into my chat with Stephanie Thompson. Stephanie, thank you so much for coming on the Red River podcast. I am so honored that you're here with us tonight. Oh, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, I am excited about what we're going to talk about. And we, this whole season has been about God is bigger than our excuses. And I am just so honored that you have chosen to come on and talk with us because you are here representing the National Down Syndrome Adoption Network. And I think that right there is a huge blessing and a huge ministry. And I am so excited about this. I'd love for you to share with us a little bit about your passion and how it's influenced your own life today. Oh, absolutely. So 
if we can go back just a little bit in the history, um, I am a parent of a child with Down syndrome, biological. Uh, my son, Christopher, he's going to be 30 this year. So uh, 1992 was when I gave birth to Chris. And in 1993, I joined the Down Syndrome Association of Greater Cincinnati, just uh, doing administrative work. And then that led to um, uh, all different doors that were open for me. But the most important door that was open was counseling new families, being actually at their bedside after they've received that diagnosis here in the greater Cincinnati area. So I did a lot of grief counseling for families and um, just introduced them to the local resources. And I let them know, you know, you're not alone, uh, that I had a son with Down syndrome as well. And um, I kind of helped them and sat with them in grief. And I was familiar with that, um, that process. And then that led me to 2010. Uh, the Down Syndrome Association of Greater Cincinnati asked me to kind of take our adoption program. You know, we kind of, it was a little bit stagnant. It was not online. We didn't really have families in a registry and they asked me to take that and build it. And so I was actually looking at it from a uh, database building perspective. I love programmatic work. <laughs> I love creating registries and databases. I'm really good with that. That's my gift. And so I love doing things in the back end. And next thing I know, I'm talking to adoptive families. And then next thing I know, <laughs> I'm the director of the National Down Syndrome Adoption Network in 2015. And I've counseled several hundred expectant families, new families. Um, I've walked with adoptive families from, hey, you know, God's put a little bit of a knock on my heart about this to finalization of their child. And um, so it's been an incredibly rewarding uh, journey that I've traveled to, to get to here. And, um, you know, it's, it's because, you know, I, I have, a, I had a son with born with down syndrome. That's how it started. I love that. I love that you took something that, that was already gifted to you and you took that and you decided, okay, I'm going to go help other families. This is a need that I know I have. And now I'm going to go help other families learn about these resources, about how to, how to actually, um, do this well, you know? And, yes. and I think that is, that's so awesome. Now, what kind of timeline did you, did you find yourself with when, when you knew this calling was on your life, when did you actually say yes and embrace that calling? Yeah. So, um, like I said, I, I joined the Down Syndrome Association of Greater Cincinnati in, in 1993, and it was an incredible opportunity. I just, I wanted to get out of the house for uh, a day or two a week, and it was such a great opportunity personally for me because my husband is a firefighter, and what that means is um, we don't need childcare because he will do a 24-hour, uh, work a 24-hour day, then come home and have two days off. Nice. So I would take yeah. one of those days and... Yeah. And, and work. And, um, it just, you know, and looking back on my life, I saw so many doors opening for God to present this to me, but, um, it started that way. And then in, in 2010, I was presented this opportunity and I actually just saw it as, Oh, God's using me for my gifts of organization. I, mm -hmm. or, you know, I love to organize and I love to do stuff like that. Um, and it did not occur to me that he had a greater picture, huge, huge picture of counseling and, and doing what I had done in the um, 
mid to late nineties of counseling families. It didn't even occur to me. Um, but so I'm here busy on the back end creating it. And then when, when the program was up and running and, and the, the database was built and the families were all entered, it's kind of then that's when he shifted my gifts to time to talk to some people, time to let the, you know, do what you did before and do it again. And it just, I fell right back into it, loved it. Um, 11 years later, still love it. Absolutely love it. Oh, how fun. I love that. You didn't even realize that he was truly calling you to, to mentor and love on these families until he got you to that point to where, oh, okay, you really are calling me to do this. And I'm loving this. I love yes. that. I love that. God is so amazing how he just equips us with what he is asking us to do. And he knows the, our heart language. He knows our love language and to, to love on people. Well, sounds like that is exactly what he's doing with you is, is giving you your own love language since you are loving this. This is awesome. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, <laughs> recently, recently we, uh, we polled several people on social media, and we asked them what has stopped you in the past from saying yes to the calling on your life. And we received several responses. And one of those responses I'd love for us to unpack tonight is it's way too outside of my comfort zone. I'm sure you probably even heard that even as families are trying to decide whether or not this is something that they would like to do. In fact, um, there was a book that you, uh, that you guys talked about, um, and it's called extraordinary. Um, and inside this book is a whole lot of stories about families who said yes to this calling on their own life and just the struggles that they faced and also the uncertainties way outside their comfort zone. Could you talk to somebody tonight who maybe is, is kind of toying with the idea about saying yes to this calling on their own life? Absolutely. Yes. And I do get those calls. It's like, um, actually I just got an email today from, from a, from a lady who said, I am feeling so called to adopt a child with down syndrome. I have no parenting experience. I have no experience with down syndrome, but the call is so loud and so heavy on my heart. And I want to start with you. What do I do? So, you know, the first thing I do is I like to tell people to just take small steps. Okay. When you're in that, if you're feeling unfamiliar and this is a huge leap, um, you know, I, I am the kind of person that, that takes small steps. And so what does that mean? So you've got that calling and it's heavy. The first thing you want to do is, okay, let's start local. I want to mm -hmm. join my local down syndrome parent group. Okay. And so really what I tell people to do is Google your, whatever city you're in and just put down syndrome behind it. <laughs> and so it usually pulls up something, you know, or you can do, you know, down syndrome, you know, support groups and you join. And so you're kind of opening the door a little bit and you're going, okay, let's educate, let's educate myself on what, what down, cause they'll, they'll educate you on what, what is down syndrome. And then what does it mean here locally? What are the resources that we have that we offer to families when they have a child with down syndrome? So, you know, kind of looking in the future. So if you were to adopt, this is the resource that you would have. And then these are the issues that may come up. They will educate you on the medical issues, if there's behavior issues, communication issues, you know, education, therapies, they'll educate you on everything you need to know. So then you kind of, you kind of start that way and you open it a little more and you go, okay, you know what? 
I'm feeling good. I'm feeling comfortable. How about if we volunteer? So hands-on volunteering can really help you with that leap. So if you're, you know, say they need sitters Mm -hmm. for a program they're having for parents and the kids can come, but they're in another room, they're in like a playroom and you can sit with them and get that hands-on experience, interact with children with Down syndrome, that will give you some more confidence. Mm -hmm. And it would also, I've had families go, gosh, that's what I needed. I thought, you know, usually what happens is, is they say, I thought this is what I was supposed to do. And I was, I was right. I, God was telling me to do this. Um, and they usually get a confirmation Mm. after going through that hands-on experience and, and connecting with other families, connecting with children and going, yep, I, I can feel it. This is what he's calling me to do. And I'm getting more confidence, but then the other door that needs to be open is your spouse. Mm, <laughs> so yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I have a lot of families who say, you know, I feel such a calling, but my husband is going, what? I didn't hear that. <laughs> so <laughs> yes, God's not said that to me yet. Yes. And so that, that is what I do hear a lot because men are more pragmatic. So they want to know things like, you know, cost and what is the steps and what will this, how much time will this take away from you, from our family, from, you know, from Mm -hmm. my job or anything like that. And so they need things laid out that way. And then they'd say, okay, I, you know, you get them the data and then they go through it and then they say, okay, I'm going to pray about this now. And then you pray as a family. And the next thing, you know, you're watching our webinar and then you're looking to get an agency in your area to get you a home study. That's awesome. I love that you, you encourage people to take those small steps because it's yes. those small steps that really do impact um, and grow into whatever they need to be, whatever that needs to, the stirring in your heart. Um, mm-hmm. I think so many times when we feel that calling or we feel like God is asking us to do something, we, we already see the grand picture but yet we forget it takes those small steps to get to that grand picture. And so we're not exactly sure where to go. And I love that you're a resource and that you point them. Okay, let's, let's back it up. Let's go to the small step because the small step is going to affirm whether or not this is truly your calling because you're going to be around kids. You're going to be around families. You're going to hear their stories. And, and friends, I also want to encourage you, if you are thinking about um, going through a, an adoption process and your heart is for a child with Down syndrome, I want to encourage you to actually check out their book, The Extraordinary, um, Extraordinary, sorry, um, The Stories of Adopted Children with Down Syndrome, because it is definitely something that gives you just a little piece, it's a little bit of a nugget that um, tells you about these stories, about these families, what they went through, how long of a process it was for them. It also tells you about just some of the things that they endured while they were going through this process. Um, and so it just kind of helps you start with that baby step as well. Yes. Um, and, and so, um, when I had a calling on my life, um, and it was to speak and write, it took me about seven years before I actually embraced it and said, yes, Um, and one of the biggest reasons I had two really big reasons, success and failure. I was afraid of both of them. (laughs) 
Um, (laughs) But but today I really want to talk about the fear of failure, because I think that really resonates with a lot of people. They're afraid to say yes, because I'm going to screw this child up or I'm not going to have enough resources or I'm going to fail as a parent. And um, one of the things that John Maxwell has stated is that failure and success, they're a package deal. And that for me gave me so much peace to learn that, 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 you know, yes, I'm going to struggle. Yes. I'm going to fail in whatever God has asked me to do, because number one, I am limited. I I have (laughs) limits, but God is a limitless God. And so my failures help keep me humble and reliant on the one who never fails. I'd love for you to share Stephanie, uh, a time in your own life where failure shaped you. Yeah. Um, I have it, you know, it almost sounds, um, kind of strange what I'm going to say, but I actually have a consistent failure. It's, um, I don't know if I, I don't know, failures, maybe what actually what it feels like to me is, um, just kind of, uh, a, a burden or a thorn mm-hmm. that I carry. I, um, so as I stated, I have a son with down syndrome who will be 30 this year, but he has not been with us since he was 14. So since the age of 14, he has been in a care facility. Uh, because he has very severe, severe, violent behaviors. Mm -hmm. Um, There's no rhyme or reason. We've done all the tests. Mm -hmm. We've done everything imaginable that you could possibly think of. And there is no reason for the behaviors, the MRI, CAT scan, blood test, everything. And we do it, you know, every few years just Mm -hmm. to make sure, and -hmm. nothing ever comes up. And so it's, um, it's really, really hard. Mm -hmm. And we see him about once or twice a week and the visits are just hard. Mm. And, and so that will be the first thing I, you know, when, when I leave this life and, um, I go join God, I, that will be the first thing. Cause I pray it a lot and I go, okay, the first thing I'm going to ask you is what, <laughs> what, <laughs> right. why is this, you know, <laughs> what, can you explain this to me? But what, so that feels like a failure to me. I feel like I have failed as a parent because I was not able to, um, parent him, but he takes about six staff to care for him. And there's only my husband and I, right. So, but what that does is that keeps me always number one, um, in prayer going, okay, you know, I can't do this alone. This burden is way too big. So you're going to have to take this from me. I can't, I can't keep carrying this. And then there are many times, like we all do, we try to carry it anyway. (laughs) And then we go, yeah, I can (laughs) hand that to God. (laughs) Forgot about that. And, um, you know, when it gets really hard and you start to worry, but the, the one thing that it has done that, you know, if I can be grateful for a failure is it has the empathy that I have for other families. So Mm. when I have a family who calls me and says, this is the hardest thing I've ever gone through. And I don't even know if I can, you know, um, make it through, you know, just, I, my doctor just told me that I'm going to have a child with down syndrome. I don't even know what that is. I wasn't even, this is an unplanned pregnancy. And not only that, you know, I have no support and, you know, the father left and, and then I've now been told my child will have a lifelong disability. Right. And I have been in that space of being like, I have 
been, you know, on the floor laying there bleeding out. And that's how I felt many, many times with, with my son. So I am able to say, listen, I've been there and we're going to, I'm going to sit with you in this, in this grief process that you're going through. And I'm going to show you, you're not alone. Mm. And I'm going to bring all the supports to you. So, you know, all that you have to do is just, you know, just listen, take in what I'm going to say. And if you need any support whatsoever, because I know how it feels to be in that space where you feel like God has forsaken you, but he hasn't, he's brought in someone who's going to help you and walk with you. Right. Right. You are that physical person that, that gets to be basically Jesus with skin on for them and embrace them in a way, just like Uh, you're, you're able to say, I I can relate to you. I'm here with you. I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to love on you. Yes. And and those types of things, yes. which I think so many uh, people need to know that they are not alone. Um, thank you for being honest. Yes. And and I know that that mm-hmm. has got to be something that maybe somebody who's listening right now is going, man, I can relate to that. I can relate to to that feeling of that burden um, in my own life. And um, I just want to encourage you guys, if, if that is something that you were feeling, you are not alone. And um God is, God is still with you and he loves you and he knows exactly what's going on. And yes, I mean, when we get to heaven, just like Stephanie said, she, she's going to go, why, what happened? What, (laughs) what is going on here, Lord? And (laughs) I think, I think he understands that. And he, he wants you to ask those questions because he's got an answer for you. And we just may not always like the answer we get and, or we may not always get the answer we were hoping for. Um, but you know what? God will answer that. And, um, it just may be on the other side of heaven when he does. So, right. <laughs> uh, and so, um, yeah. friends, I know you may have so many questions. You may have so many different, um, thoughts or you're not exactly sure where this is going for you. Maybe you're feeling that calling on your life to, to step out and, to love a child with down syndrome, or maybe you have a friend who has a child with down syndrome and you're like, okay, how can I love on her or him more? Um, this is a great resource. Stephanie's a fantastic resource for you to reach out and talk to. Um, if you, if you are wanting to find out how to get a hold of her, Stephanie, I'd love for you to share with us, where can these people, where can our peeps find you and become friends with you? Um, and all the different places. Absolutely. So we do have a Facebook page. Um, it's, you can just in the search field of Facebook, National Down Syndrome Adoption Network, or um, it's D, it's um, DS Adoption. The same on Instagram. Um, we are on Instagram. Do a search for us there. Uh, you can message us. Um, I, I'll, I'll either answer or Molly Blaker, who is our outreach coordinator, she will answer. Um, but if it's to me, she'll actually text me and say, Hey, you got a message on Facebook. So I will directly add, answer your, <laughs> answer your messages. Um, we have a website, uh, ndsan.org and we have a contact page and I get those messages, messages directly. So I'm happy to do that. And you can also email me at my first name, Stephanie, S T E P H A N I E at ndsan.org. And I'd be happy to help you out. Fantastic. And friends, we'll put all of her 
links in our show notes below. So go ahead and check those out and it will direct you directly to her and find out how to get in contact with her as well. Um, Stephanie, thank you so much for reaching out to us and for, for being a part of, of the podcast today and sharing your heart and sharing how others can learn about this resource and tap into it. Um, I am so, so grateful for you being on the show today. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. Okay, friends. So I just want to remind you once again, when God puts a calling on your life, let your yes be your success and give God the rest till next time. Hey friend, I hope you enjoyed my chat today. If you did, would you let me know by writing a short review? Also, one of the simplest ways for us to live a life on mission is to share the knowledge you learn. So if there was a friend that you thought about during this show that you think, hmm, I bet they would be inspired to hear today's episode, then can I encourage you to share it? You never know how it can impact somebody for the better. So again, I want to thank you for hanging out with me today. I'm glad you came. Until next week, remember, let your yes be your success and give God the rest.